Welcome to Pictures of Grace, a Fraser 365 Advent devotional. My name is Chris Montgomery, senior pastor of Fraser Church, and I'm so glad you're on this Advent journey with us. May the Lord bless you today as we learn about His unmerited grace. Welcome to Day 9 of Pictures of Grace, an Advent daily devotional. Today's title is A Close-Up Look at Grace. In his book, Grace for the Moment, Max Lucado writes, When he says we're forgiven, let's unload our guilt. When he says we're valuable, let's believe him. When he says we're provided for, let's stop worrying. God's efforts are strongest when our efforts are useless. Today's text comes from Joshua chapter 2, verses 1 through 7. And Joshua the son of Nun sent two men secretly from Shethem as spies, saying, Go, view the land, especially Jericho. And they went and came into the house of a prostitute whose name was Rahab, and lodged there. It was told to the king of Jericho, Behold, men of Israel have come here tonight to search out the land. Then the king of Jericho sent to Rahab, saying, Bring out the men who have come to you, who entered your house, for they have come to search out all the land. But the woman had taken the two men and hidden them. And she said, True, the men came to me, but I did not know where they were from. And when the gate was about to be closed at dark, the men went out. I do not know where the men went. Pursue them quickly, for you will overtake them. She had brought them up to the roof and hid them with the stalk of flax that she had laid in order on the roof. So the men pursued after them on the way to the Jordan as far as the fords, and the gate was shut as soon as the pursuers had gone out. The story of Rahab begins in Joshua chapter 2. The focus of the book of Joshua before and after this chapter will be on God's deliverance through great conquest. Yet, the narrative of all that God is doing in victory seems to pause for just a moment to give us a close-up look at His amazing grace. This was highlighted with great insight in the book, Expecting Emmanuel. That's odd, don't you think, that Israel's top spies are just men and the ruler of the entire nation is the king, while the prostitute alone gets a name. This isn't usually how the biblical text works. Scripture is littered with unnamed women, but this particular woman, Rahab, is named here in this narrative, in two of the New Testament epistles, and in the genealogy of Jesus. Even Rahab's introduction in Joshua 2 reveals to us God's unmerited favor. Rahab was the first Canaanite to convert to a belief in Israel's God. The Canaanites are notoriously God's enemy throughout Scripture, yet God will rescue Rahab. One question that arises in this text is why did the spies go to the house of a prostitute? The New American Commentary on Joshua clears up some of the confusion. It reads, Rahab's house was likely a way station, inn, tavern, or a combination of these. It would have been a logical place for spies to frequent as a public gathering place and a potential source of information. But it's not necessary to suggest that the spies themselves had, or intended to have, a physical encounter with Rahab. In our society, people always want to point a finger and judge the sin of others. However, God works through the lives of sinners to bring about His plan of salvation. Only God's grace could reach down and save us, and only God's grace would include people like Rahab to make it happen. Rahab was God's plan for saving the spies. What must the spies have thought when they realized that God had sent a Canaanite woman prostitute to save their lives? When you look closely at the story of Rahab, you can't help but see your own story there also. 
Although Rahab is a Canaanite and a prostitute, her deliverance shows that God's grace extends to any person who confesses him. The fact that Rahab is a prostitute emphasized that a new life can dawn under Yahweh's care, even for someone for whom one might not naturally expect such things. No matter how great our past sin, God offers grace and forgiveness. If you and I would stop today and take a close-up personal look at our own lives, we would also see pictures of His grace. In John's Gospel, the beloved disciple writes, For from His fullness we have all received grace upon grace. Notice the progression of this great verse on grace. For from His fullness depicts God's grace coming from the totality of all that God is. From his nature, character, integrity, and righteousness flows his grace. We have all received displays the all-inclusive scope of his grace. God's grace doesn't just flow to the top-tier Christian. It is poured out on the lowest of sinners. I praise God today that his grace flows to whosoever. John 1.16 concludes with this awesome phrase, grace upon grace. In my past, I have witnessed His grace upon grace. Just as His mercies are new every morning, His grace is available for every mistake. God's grace flows in wave after wave of His ocean full of unmerited favor. The grace upon grace that God has for your past is available for your present and will be forever in your future. That vast resource of His grace does not cause me to downplay the seriousness of sin. It causes me to upgrade my view of God. I never want to abuse His grace, but I am confident that nothing in this life can separate me from His love. Teach the Text Commentary on Joshua gives a great application story. It is entitled, Amazing Grace, God Can Use Even You. It references the hymn, Amazing Grace, by John Newton. Newton drew the lyrics of this hymn from the experiences in his own life. Walking away from the faith of his Christian mother, Newton took to the seas and eventually joined a slave trading ship. In his own words, Newton lived a life of moral abandon. I not only sinned with a high hand myself, but made it my study to tempt and seduce others upon every occasion. But the Lord captured his attention on a journey in which his ship was struck by a life-threatening storm. After giving his life to Jesus during that storm, he later became a pastor and the author of numerous hymns. As we see in the story of Rahab, God can use anyone, regardless of his or her past, Will you trust in His amazing grace and allow Him to use you? As you think about today's reading, reflect on the following questions. Do a personal close-up inventory of your life today. In what ways is Rahab's story similar to yours? What part of the great hymn, Amazing Grace, is your favorite and why? How can you rest in His grace as you live for His glory? Heavenly Father, help us to see all the ways we have received your grace upon grace as we take a personal look at our lives today. Amen.